just so you guys are aware of the dedication I have to this podcast, I literally record these intros of me singing a theme song that I created for the podcast every single time I make a podcast episode. So this is a brand new recording for a brand new episode. I hope you enjoy, and if you don't, I do not care. And thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Alex. Alexandra, as you may know me, and we are back with episode two of The Chronicles of Quarantine. Of course, Chronicles with a Q, we all know. We're all up to speed with that. Welcome to the second episode. can't believe we're doing it again, but I mean, it was just great the first time around. We got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of people wondering when the show was going to be back. So yeah, we're doing it again. It's great to be back with the second episode. I know a lot of you tuned in last week. Listened to the first episode, loved it, begged for more, so here we are. This one is a bit of a recap, because what else am I supposed to talk about? Um, So we are going to, not a recap, more of an update. We're going to update you guys about where all my hobbies stand now, um, what's changed in the last week, things like that. Really get into it. Um, So yeah, we could start from the top with our first hobby, the guitar. Since recording and editing of the last episode, I have not picked up the guitar once. I do not know why. I think, I mean, it was just a hectic week. I really didn't feel like it. And also, I don't know. I mean, it's not a, it wasn't a great hobby that I picked up to begin with. Um, But I think I just had some hesitation now that I talked about it and talked about how much I don't really like it. Now I'm like so defiant about it, which is just typical typical Alexandra personality and I have no other reasoning for that um so yeah I haven't picked up the guitar but it's still sitting there in the same old corner that it's been sitting in for my entire life so maybe I'll go back to it and uh, maybe I won't um acrylic painting again have not picked up a brush have not painted a stroke have not done a single thing Um, That will change, though. I just have really been busy about that, and it's kind of like a whole process for me to get in my creative mind and think about what I'm going to paint and then actually go to paint it. And the whole process of painting and paint drying quickly, oh, my gosh, and the newspapers, changing the water a million times. It's kind of crazy. Not really that crazy, but, I mean, it's time-consuming. Got to sit down and do it, though. We'll get there. I don't remember the other hobbies i well we can go back to baking i guess um since we talked last i mean last week i completely forgot to even tell you guys i made a blueberry cake and it was really good i mean an entire blueberry cake with my mom's vigilant eye right there telling me what to do because her recipe so she has like a box of index cards with a bunch of recipes on them which is all great love that and her penmanship is chef's kiss it's incroyable but she didn't even give me all the instructions that I needed on the index card. Like she had it so she could read it and she knows what to do because she's an expert. However, I am but a novice, so I really need those. And they just weren't on the card, but thankfully she was there so she could help me, which was great. Yesterday I baked, this is being recorded on Saturday, June 6th. So on June 5th, last fr- yesterday, Friday, I made, um, I think they're called Tea Time Tassies. I don't know, it's kind of a dumb name, it's fine though. So, I don't know if anyone knows them, but they're like those little cups of dough, like flaky dough. And then on the inside, there's like a walnut sugar mixture, brown sugar, I don't know. 
um, I didn't make the dough or the filling. My mom did. And then I just assembled them and baked them. Um, and that's that on that. I mean, it was couldn't have been easier. So that was good. Yeah, I haven't tasted them yet, but they're probably good. And then we actually had extra filling, so then I just made uh, a graham cracker crust of just from graham crackers and butter and sugar, cinnamon. And then I put the rest of the filling in there, and we baked that. And that was literally incredible. I, yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, but I didn't really do any of the work for those things, so I'll still call it. I'll still call it something I baked, obviously. I'll take the credit, but I know deep down I don't deserve it. It's fine. Um, this is not really baking, but I made sushi for the second time in my life the other week. I just forgot to talk about it last week because, I mean, I had so much to talk about, as you guys know. I mean, I was going on and on for 24 minutes. That's pretty good. Um, but anyway, so I made sushi once when I was a child. No, I, w I think I was probably in high school or um, the later years of middle school. I can't really remember. Um, but I was in Florida with my mom and I had gone to Sur la Table, which is a place, it's a store where you can get all accessories for your kitchen and things to cook and bake with. Um, so they had sushi roll mats. Sushi? Yeah, sushi roll mats. Bamboo mats to roll your sushi. I absolutely told my mom I needed it. I, we got it immediately so I could make sushi. Cool. Great. Thanks for being supportive, Mom. But so we bought it, and I think we were still in Florida when we used it. We got the sushi rice, rice vinegar, um, seasoned the rice, and then we're like, we're not going to get fish. We'll just get smoked salmon. Like, we're not going to get raw fish. We're just going to get smoked salmon and cream cheese, and we'll make a Philadelphia roll. Philadelphia. I... I can't say it right. I don't know if it's supposed to be Philadelphia or Philadelphia, but I always say Philadelphia, so I think it's supposed to be Philadelphia. But that's okay. You guys know what I'm talking about. So smoked salmon and cream cheese in a roll. Okay. Wrapped it up in the seaweed we had and used the mat. It was super helpful. It was great. And um, there was just it was just so much cream cheese, like too much. It was just all rice and cream cheese, and it was gross. And I was like, this is not what the experts do. So I never made sushi again until about two and a half weeks ago when my mom was like, oh, I have these seaweed papers. We should make sushi. I'm like, okay, first of all, why do you have these seaweed papers? No, I wasn't saying that because they're actually a pretty good snack if you just eat them, whatever. No shame. Um, but she had these seaweed papers, and so I was like, all right, that's fine. Let's get it. Let's make some sushi because... Obviously, we're in quarantine, and we're less likely to want to go. First of all, we're not going to go eat. I don't think we even can in Connecticut. But we're not going to get takeout because we're not the kind of family that does that, guys. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but we're very much home-cooked meals at every single step of the way. It's, it's that simple. Um so we decided to make the sushi rolls because we weren't going to get them out. Um, but again, we're like, we're not going to get raw fish because, I mean, I was about to say Connecticut's landlocked. Um, first of all, that's not a deterrent of getting fresh fish. And second of all, no, it's not. We have the Long Island Sound. I mean, the beautiful waves, the ocean. Mm, incredible. Anyway, 
So I had jasmine rice, which is not the same as sushi rice. Sushi rice is a shorter grain and it's more starchy, so it will like stick together when you put the seasoning in it. Um, but the internet told me that the medium length grain rice, which is jasmine, would be fine. Um, so I took their word for it and I did it and it turns out it was fine. Um, but I used, again, smoked salmon and cream cheese to make a Philadelphia roll. Philadelphia roll. And I got imitation crab meat to make um, like a crab, spicy crab salad for spicy crab roll. And then I used like carrots, cucumber, avocado, obviously. Fan favorite avocado. We all love it. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so no raw fish again because I don't know. Where are we going to get it? I don't know. I mean, I guess I could have researched it a little bit. but So yeah, made sushi rolls and I made like eight sushi rolls was pretty good from like a cup of rice it's absolutely nuts and yeah I, they weren't they weren't awful they just weren't great I feel like I feel like that's a trend that's been occurring in every single thing I do during quarantine where I do it or I make it or I bake it and then I'm like that wasn't great it wasn't bad I mean again average Joe over here but whatever maybe maybe second time around it'll be better I don't know we'll have to see Okay, so I think in terms of hobbies, that's really all I have as an update for you guys. Kind of a where are they now, if you will. One thing I talked about last time was my eyebrows and how I would be tinting them and how I was nervous to tint them because of my sensitive, fragile skin. Um, so I went ahead and I did it with my mom. Um, we prepped the area around surrounding my eyebrows with Vaseline because... I don't know if it would have stained my skin. Didn't give it the chance, though. Um, so we went ahead and did our brows. And I tried my eyelashes, which was what I was really nervous about because it's so close to my eyes. I'm like, if I lose my vision over this, I'm going to be pissed. But it all went well. My eyebrows look great. They look very much... I, okay, so I still have blonde hairs, which I'm like, are you just so strong that you can't be tinted that seems wrong they're just hair but I mean I'm telling you I still have them but for the most part my patchiness has kind of all become one uniform color and yeah it looks great I'm really happy with how it went my eyelashes I was nervous about keeping it on for the full six or ten minutes or whatever the package said to keep it on um so I think I took it off earlier don't know if that's the reason but my eyelashes don't look any different um so i guess we're not going to be throwing out our mascara just yet no, i would never throw it out fyi um no tint is that good so yeah those were a success i didn't look crazy i did have my interview on thursday they looked fine um it was a good experiment with a good outcome and for that we are all the better yeah all right moving on the next topic this whole black lives matter movement i think it needs to be talked about i think i need to talk about it i think a lot is going on in america right now um but there is so much that we can do as white people i my listener base is primarily white um so i'm singling you guys out um there's so much that we can be doing right now that is not even affecting our time or much of our money there's just so much to be done in the country, but 
I mean, we got to start with ourselves, bettering ourselves and moving from there or else nothing's going to be done. Um, there's so many resources online that there's truly just no excuse to not do anything. Um, you can sign petitions. You can share those petitions. You can text or call elected officials in our government. You can donate. You can read, become more knowledgeable about the systemic racism that is evident in American society and culture. Um, I mean, there's an issue, and there's got to be a solution. It's not an easy one-two thing, but it, it's just there's no excuse for doing nothing. Um, I am going to share the blacklivesmatter.card.co um, link in my podcast Instagram bio because there's petitions there, there's places to donate, there's resources, um, and you could donate to the protesters, to bail funds, um, to help get them out. You can donate to black-owned businesses, you can donate to different organizations that are helping black community and help fight the systemic racism, and um, you can also donate to the victims because, um, unfortunately, there is no shortage of funds for the victims of um, police brutality and racism towards black people in America. Um, so I'm going to share that because I think that's very important. I mean, there's other ways, too. There's books you can buy and you could read. I know I just purchased four different books um, from two different black-owned bookstores, not local to me, but through the internet, because that's the great thing about 2020. Probably the only good thing about 2020 is that we can support black people, we could support black businesses, we could do it all from our computers, from the comfort of our own homes. If you don't want to go out and protest, that is totally fine. I mean, not everyone is in the position to be able to protest, and not everyone is comfortable with it, which is totally fine. There's other things you could do instead of listening to this fucking podcast. I don't know. I'm not trying to be preachy. Definitely not. I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do. There's obviously so much more that I could be doing. I just thought I would take a moment of my time on this stupid fucking podcast to just bring light to that and talk about it because I do think it's important. Okay. The next topic that I would like to talk about is my Instagram and what you guys wanted to hear about in the podcast. Let's see if there's any good things. Okay. Um, Haley.Libby wants me to talk about friendships with my roommate and her coworker. Quite specific. I'm not sure who exactly she's talking about. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, I have a roommate, Haley, bane of my existence, most annoying person I know, but also a decent human being. Her coworker, Chloe, enjoy her company too. She lived on my futon for about a month. Yeah, that's basically all I have to say. They have another coworker, ex-coworker, Roxy. Great girl. Not annoying at all. Can't say the same for the other two. Okay. From Roxy, commenting here, Cheesecake Factory. Okay, this is a great suggestion because I truly feel like I can talk about Cheesecake Factory for quite some time. Um, I won't dedicate that much time to it, but I definitely could. So we'll see if that's a whole nother episode. But I don't know. That's kind of, kind of a bold move, Alex. All right, so first of all, the menu is insane. That thing is a book. Yes, there's ads in it, but they needed like laminated sheets, binded spine, that is just truly insane. Yes, there's ads, but there's there's no way that they need all those different things on their menu. They have probably 
I don't know, off the top of my head, I'm not going to look this up because I don't do research for this podcast. They have probably seven or eight different categories of food, which in and of itself is fucking ridiculous. You got entrees, you got burgers, you got sandwiches, you got pasta. Why do you need to do this? Why do you need to have so many different types of food? I, I think that you could, I don't know, I think you could cut down on the options and people would thank you greatly for it. I just think it's ridiculous. Their salads are really good though. They're fucking huge. Yeah, they're pretty good. I don't think I've ever gotten an entree there to be honest. I think it's either been a sandwich or a salad. Um, because I'm never like, no offense, I think I know some people that would order entrees from there, but I'm never gonna pull up to Cheesecake Factory and be like, oh my god, I could really go for a fucking piece of chicken and broccoli. No, I'm just not gonna do it. It's just not in me to do that. Anyway, moving on to the most important part of Cheesecake Factory. We all know what I'm gonna talk about. It's in the name, Cheesecake. Okay, I, I'm betraying, I'm betraying all cheesecake lovers everywhere, probably with this, especially Cheesecake Factory lovers but I do not care. I would be so happy if I never had to see a cheesecake with some cool flavor in it or some topping on it. I'd be the happiest person in the world. The best cheesecake is just a plain ass cheesecake. I don't want a cherry on top. I don't want those gross ass blueberries with the blueberry, you know, the, I don't even know I don't know how you make a blueberry or a cherry or strawberry look like that where it's like that gooey stuff. I I know this is kind of ignorant. I, I just really don't know, but I'm so anti that. That's what I do know. I'm anti that. I want a classic plain cheesecake, nothing on top, nothing within. Cheesecake Factory has taken the art of the cheesecake and just amplified it by a million and then just like, I don't know. Picture Jenga. We all know Jenga. Okay. So let's say that the classic cheesecake is the bottom block on the first row. And then every other flavor that these fuckers think of making are all the other blocks. And you're just building building. Now our Jenga tower is up to the fucking ceiling. Okay? And you know what happens when it gets that high? Knocks the fuck down. And for that reason, I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. I've been watching too much Shark Tank. But... What I'm trying to say here is the classic cheesecake is the foundation for it all to withstand the years and come up on top. Well, in this case, on the bottom, because that's where it's structurally sound. But all these other flavors that they have are just completely unnecessary. Quite literally unnecessary. No one needs them. No one wants them. Who asked for them? I didn't. And then they have like the same kind of flavors and they put them in like six different kinds of cheesecake. Like how many cheesecakes do you need that have like peanut butter and chocolate? I'm pretty sure they would all taste the fucking same. How many do you need that are, I mean, chocolate, Oreo, they're going to taste the same. You're not going to taste the cheesecake and be like, oh shit, that tastes like an Oreo. Because no, at the end of the day, it's a fucking cheesecake. I just, oh my God, now I'm heated. But that needed to be said. Going forward, I'm still going to order from Cheesecake Factory. I mean, there's just no way around it. Or I'm going to eat there if someone suggests it, I guess. But just know that I'm not going to be thrilled about it. I don't like the best thing in the world. Especially not their cheesecake. I mean, that's the most important, important part. Yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. Actually, I will end this rant on Cheesecake Factory by noting that that brown bread is really fucking good. And I will stand by that. Okay. Cheesecake Factory conversation is done. Um, so the next thing that I am to talk about that was requested to talk about, I don't have to talk about it, but I will give it the time, 
is um, pizza toppings. This will be controversial. I just like cheese. Cheese is definitely the best topping in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's mozzarella because it's just tried and true. It's a classic. Everyone loves it and it goes well with other toppings that you'd want to put on it. Going off that, I do not like pepperoni. Pepperoni is the devil's pizza topping. Sausage is good though. But also, like, we're talking, this is all, like, American sausage. It's that gross, like, gray color. It's just upsetting. I do enjoy vegetables on my pizza. I like mushrooms. I like black olives, which is also controversial. I didn't realize how many of you crazy people don't like olives. I, I didn't even think it was up for debate. I just thought it was, like, the best thing in the world. And here I am finding out that, yeah, people don't like olives. But yeah, I do love black olives on pizza, especially like with rogota and black olives. That's some kind of pizza that people make. I don't know what kind, but yeah, I enjoy that. Um, but then like peppers are good, except green peppers are just, why waste my time? I didn't realize how passionate I was about pizza toppings until now, but I think I'm going to rank them in summary. I would say we're going to start with cheese and then I'm going to say mushrooms and then I'm going to say sausage and then black olives and red peppers in that order I would say are the best pizza toppings um and yeah I would eat those all in one best munchies snacks I guess I'll start with best snacks not a huge fan of snacks I am like I'll eat them obviously but it's not like I'm like oh my god this snack is incredible um so I would say huh this is hard because it's like I like fruit a lot but I'm not going to tell my podcast based that, even though I just did. But yeah, tropical fruits are good as shit, like mango, pineapple, coconut. But no one's snacking on those other than mango. So good. So good. I was just telling people that I just recently learned how to cut a mango not like a lunatic. I don't know if it's typical for everyone or it was just the way I was raised, um, I kind of always just assumed this was an Italian thing, but I don't think that's true. But basically, all the fruit that has a peel that I grew up eating, I learned to take the peel off and then just like cut around the stem or the pit and then like work from there. For example, um, if you don't want to eat the peel of an apple or like a pear, you would peel the outside and then you just like chop it up and you make sure you don't eat the middle. Okay, cool. But now we're going to move that onto a mango. We're going to do the same exact thing. We're going to peel that. And then we're just going to cut around that big fucking pit in the inside. And then call it a day. It's so messy. And it's like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, what do you do? It's like slipping everywhere. It's so bad. But here I am, 23 years into my life. And I realize that people are cutting them like half off of one side of the pit and half off the other side and then they're they're taking that half and then basically cutting a grid into it so they can get chunks of mango i'm sorry if i'm explaining this to everyone that already knows how to do this i'm quite enraged with my upbringing with my parents with my family for never teaching me how to properly do this um it's way less messy it's so convenient because they're already bite-sized pieces because they're just chunks 
and it was just like groundbreaking to finally know how to not I'm not gonna say properly because there's no right way to do anything but there's a good way to do something and there's a bad way and guess what I've been doing for 23 years the bad way so on to better things better techniques really great so that's a good snack food um but then also like chips are great except I don't like potato chips so really tortilla chips those are the best snacks but uh, like so I'm anti-potato chips I'm really like oh I'm just pro tortilla but also like sun chips foyer I don't like Doritos I know that's controversial and problematic, but it's fine. I just discovered this, I think, this past year because of the vending machine at work. I had never heard of the snack munchies. I don't know if it's like a thing that's been around for a while or maybe it's just a new thing. Probably not a new thing. It's fine. But it's basically a bag of chips, but it has Doritos, Sun Chips, Cheetos, and pretzels. That is so good. Like, who thought to put them all in there? Really, the only two that I want out of those two are the Cheetos and the Sun Chips. But yeah, I'll still eat the pretzels and the Doritos if I have to. And the Doritos in the bag are smaller than the regular-sized Doritos. Um, so I think that's why I like them more. It's a good snack. I mean, in terms of snacks for munchies, I'm a big proponent of, like, smoothies. Or, like, ice cream or sorbet. Really, anything sugary and cold is all you need. I think that's my stance on that. Like the mango smoothie from Panera is the ultimate, I would say. Yeah. Oh my god, my life is revolving around mangoes. That is insane. But actually that brings me to a great point that I haven't talked about once in this podcast because I can't remember a damn thing and I try to make an outline, but I'm really not good at this. One thing that I've been doing for weeks now in the quarantine is being the personal bartender for my parents and it's been great but the only drink I make are margaritas <laughs> because they're tried and true I've, I've made a classic margarita a couple times and then one time I blended it with mango chocolate so I made us mango margaritas which were really good really refreshing I've also made them with pineapple most recently this week, I made them with peach. This weekend, I'm going to try it with coconut. As long as you have tequila and you have Cointreau or triple sec and maybe some lime juice, I mean, best margarita you could ever make is right there in those three ingredients. And I'm telling you guys, don't buy the mix. There's no need for it. Just have those ingredients and you're just good to go. And they've been great. I can post my favorite recipe that I've done. I've made this one like six times since being in quarantine. And I've tweaked it a couple times to add fruit or add different flavors. But I'm sure you can keep the proportions the same. Just add whatever fruit you want and you'll get the same great result. All right. Well, with that being said, I think I am going to wrap up this as the second episode of The Chronicles of Quarantine. I really enjoyed reading your feedback and suggestions of what to talk about. Um, so keep those coming on my Instagram. You can probably write anything you want. I won't. I probably won't talk about it, but also I'm reading them, interacting with you guys, my fans, um, and it's good. On the upcoming episodes, I believe I'll start having guests because I think it'd be good to open this as a dialogue rather than a monologue. I can only talk in a room by myself for so long and I think it would be best really to just talk to someone else and get someone else's ideas, opinions, hobbies out there. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Um, hope you're picking up some new hobbies and you're writing them all down so you can share them with me when your time comes. Yep, make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Chronicles of Quarantine. Chronicles is with a Q. Gotta say that. 
don't want people following the wrong Instagram. And yeah, this will probably be a weekly thing. I think that's a good pace. Yeah, I think that would work best for everyone. For me mostly because I have to edit these. And so after I record, however long I record, I have to listen to my own voice probably 10 times just to cut out all the parts that I don't want to be in. You guys would not be shocked it's to know how many ums I'm cutting out of here. I think I should do a count, but that also requires time. Okay, wrapping it up. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And yeah, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Quarantine. You're inside and I'm inside. It's time for us to reconvene.